When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. I've actually missed this. Have you? It's been too long. Been long. Many moons, Sean, since the last time we recorded a podcast. It has been many moons. And I think I just got bit by a mosquito, and I would like a refund. I don't like that at all. I didn't ask for it. It's supposed to be December. Aren't you dead, mosquitoes? I, I thought they were dead. Please die now. Thank you. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> about mosquitoes that's um, what happens when you live in a mediterranean climate well because it's like cold it'll be but i thought it's cold out still today right i push up my sweatshirt arm because i get hot running the dog because she's a maniac and then i get bit immediately welcome to another episode of opinions that don't matter i'm katie and i'm sean hey, hey we've been we're off back for, baby back yeah we've been off for two weeks mm-hmm. <sighs> welcome back welcome back welcome back with new perspective i mean not really kind of i know i had to travel a lot have you randomly. noticed the set is different? Um, I bought us a plant. <laughs> but it, it is a stunner. She is very pretty. She's fake. Don't worry, because she won't live She's in this environment. Fake. Well, I'm fake. You're fake. Everything's fake. Mm-hmm. This is the Matrix. No, um, but I bought her, and she came with like a a little... Basket? W- yeah. I was like, what do you call that? I guess a wicker basket. Like a wicker basket. But... It's too deep. We need to like put something under her so she stands up proud and tall. So right now she's back there. But I think we should put her like over here, don't you think? We could. That would definitely highlight the plant. It would be like, da-da. Right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, so we have a plant. And then we're also going to paint the walls. That's right. And we have the colors up. Oh, one fell down. New changes. As of the new year, we are working quickly to make our changes so finally after i mean working quickly is a strong word i i did some things to start the process yeah and we're getting there absolutely and on the back end we've got new stuff coming in that mm-hmm. uh, actually this is filmed on the new camera <gasps> ah because the old camera was it had a couple uh, of miles on it. it i mean we've had it for what like six years yeah and we put it through its paces and those were she great paces. In there mm-hmm. it, but there were limitations not that we need to get into this is called film nerd segment. Um, but there are things that as the person who is on camera, I was frustrated by and lost things that you as the filmmaker were frustrated by. Like I had to be way too close to it in order to get some of the looks we were going for or way too far away. It just right. wasn't. I mean, we could have changed the lens, but we were looking to upgrade the picture as well. Yeah. So, so anyways, here we are. Ta-da! Ta-da! Hopefully it'll look better. And yeah. we're going to be experimenting as we go on in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe in the new year, we'll have a nice dialed-in picture. Yeah, and we also, in other exciting news, we're building a studio. Yeah. Stu, stu, studio. Oh, so that we don't have to film in our house. Right. We've been trying to get it done for a while, but a we time. are now actually in the process. Yay! So. Cue the children, you know that sound effect? Hey. Yeah. So at some point, this won't be here. It'll just be we'll there. Be, we'll be somewhere else. <laughs> we'll be... Over the garage. Everybody get excited. Did you notice anything? 
I know you're very festive. I'm in the spirit. Festivus for the rest of us. Right. Uh, for those oh. who are just listening at home, I am wearing an ugly Christmas sweater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that ugly. Be- bequeathed. From me to you. No, this was from YouTube. I thought they gave it to me and I no, gave it to you. No, this is a man's size, baby. Well, I thought that's why I gave it to you because it was the wrong size. Or did they give me one too and I gave it to Goodwill? That also might that's have That's what happened. You had the lady one. Oops. Um, Sorry, you I have the one for, really. uh, uh, you know, the six well, foot I was like, I'll guy. never wear that. And you were like, I will. Oh, I was like, I'm definitely wearing it. Cause it's, it. What, what's this brand? Roddy or something? Uh, yep, Roddy Originals. Roddy Originals are actually really nice. This rowdy, a, Rowdy, Rowdy. Rowdy Piper Originals. It's got mittens on it. I mean, you can just imagine it's an ugly Christmas sweater it's, if you're just listening. red and white, and it says YouTube down the middle. Makes me feel special. Uh, do you want to hear something crazy? Are you ready? Absolutely. That's also something crazy. But a member of our community, Katie K, who we love dearly, we love you, Katie, did not know what Seinfeld was. And she even spelled it S-I-G-N, like a sign, Feld. She was like, question mark. And I thought she was teasing because she's very funny Where's also. Where's Katie from? The U.K., Okay. But she's also in her early 20s, I think. That might be the problem. Maybe mid-20s. She's younger than me by quite a bit. And I was like, what? And then she looked it up and she was like, oh my God, this is like from the 70s. And I was like, (laughs) oh no, you didn't. (laughs) It's from the 90s. Which, I mean, I was little at the 90s too. Like I was born in 83, so. Well, I was thinking about this the other day. Mm -hmm. So. Age gaps and and mm-hmm. and time goes on, right? All of a sudden, time is just passed time by. Time marches on, right? Well, mm-hmm. I was a big fan, or I still am a big fan of Guns and Roses, as we know. And GNR. So we always go All back day, to Guns and Roses. Every day. This is a the marker, the sign markers to know where we are in mm-hmm. life. Their first album, that the big hit, Appetite for Destruction, came out in 1987, I believe. Okay, I was like, I have no idea of what right. that would be. Yeah. Roughly 20 years after. World War II okay. ended okay. 20 years, which is crazy. Let's give it 25 years, but it's 20 years from World War II. Mm-hmm. 20 years from the date of that being released would be what year was- 97, 2007. Okay. Right? I was like, what year did you say it was? I already forgot. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I can so, easily add 20 years, but not when I don't know the original date. So tack on 14 <laughs> years on top of that. Mm-hmm. Like we have a, there's a greater distance between yeah, 34 years. that album being released and today than that album in World War II. Mind blown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really, for me, because that's, this is how you know that you're getting old. Mm. Your favorite song. Mm-hmm. Is in the oldies one. channel? I'm just going to pretend it's a Guns N' Roses song. I even used to love Third Eye Blind. Okay. Do, 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 is now on. Do, 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 do. Welcome to you, the greatest oh, hits. that reminds me. I was AM listening. 640. Yeah, you know. back home, 96.1 in Washington State is used to be what we called the mom channel. Okay. Because it was smooth. Like, it was like adult contemporary. But I forget what they call it. It's like soft jams or something. Oh. And it was always like the music that you hated that your mom listened to. So we called the mom channel. I was at home and my mom had the mom channel on because she's my mom. And it was playing like an Adele song oh. and something else from like what I know. I was like, no, I know. Yeah. Now but then you're... I put on like the hip stations and I'm like, this music's fucking terrible. Right, right, right. Well, embrace it. Get some mom jeans. Throw those on. And those are hip again. High so. and tight. <laughs> I know. Christina and I will have to. You are now a mom because your music is on AM smooth. Yeah. Smooth, smooth tunes, jazz. easy listening to. It, that's what it is. Easy listening on right. ninety, and it goes ninety six point one in your minivan on the way back from soccer practice. When with you want kids. to pull your hair out, 
This will calm you right down. Um, uh, mom, um, yeah, anyway. Mom. Oh, that's mom. good. Put the M in a bracket and mm-hmm. then the ohm. Oh, yeah. Um, Some good marketing. Oh, shit. Boom. Don't tell them. Just kidding. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> we should make that and just have like a mom like this mm-hmm. doing the ohm symbol with her legs crossed and behind her a bunch of ki- rugrats going crazy. Oh, yeah. Sean had a great idea, mom. another great idea that we don't have the bandwidth to create. And I was thinking, a member of our community makes dog collars and leashes. Yes. So Sean's great idea. I don't even remember this idea. Go ahead. His great idea was that we should have a harness that also is like a donut to protect the dog from their stitches and stuff. Because Roxy was spayed three weeks ago now, more than three weeks ago. So she's all fine. But they wanted you to keep the cone of despair on her for like two weeks. And so I got her this like, uh, almost like you're flying, like a neck pillow. Right. But a donut around her head. And our problem was that then when we wanted to take her out to go potty or whatever, if we weren't just going to let her run around in the yard because she's not supposed to run, we had to like try to find the loop on her collar to hook the leash because mm. she had this donut. And Sean's like, you know, it'd be genius if it was just a harness attached to that. So then you could just slap it on the back and off you go. And I was like, somebody create that. So the person in our community, who I won't say their name, I don't know if they want everybody to know, they have a company that makes dog collars and leashes. I feel really bad because I don't understand my own idea. <laughs> so what it's is this? Because when Roxy had her surgery, yeah. or when any dog has any kind of surgery, they make them put on the cone. Yep. But we felt bad for her ears so and the got cone. The, we got so the we donut, got the donut of despair, like not a the traveler's cone. pillow that goes yes. around her neck. And that was wonderful. It really worked. But she didn't really like it. She, I mean, she wouldn't like the cone either, but... Anyway. So you're talking about a harness, the body harness. That's attached to that. Yes. So that when we want to take her on the leash, yep. it'd be easier to find that hook. So oh, for sure. Because we had to like fish through the donut to her collar and try to find that spot. And she would like, ah, she'd like fight. If I was on Shark Tank and I was also the judge of Shark Tank, mm-hmm. I'd probably give myself a pass on that. I, w- I wouldn't invest. But if somebody's but, already making them, yeah. it could be an add-on option. Right. Yeah, that, that would be Because people always are needing cones and shit. And the amount of money we've spent on dog things makes me think we got into the wrong business. Yeah, certainly the dog toy industry on Amazon is strong. Holy some shit. Some of the toys have like 150,000 reviews. Now, granted. They're all them, fake. Well, Lots some of them, them are robo. Be, but let's say there's only 5,000 real ones out of the still a lot. 5,000 of those toys, they're like 10 bucks a piece. You guys, we should, as a community, come up with some dog toy ideas and then we'll try to bring them to market. Yep. To market, to market. I like it. I like that today we led with puppy parlance. Puppy parlance, but it's like an offshoot of puppy parlance, more like puppy ideas. Doggy digest. Doggy digest. Yeah. Um, so Roxy's all good and healed. Yeah. Let's oh. just wrap that up. She's all fine and dandy doodle. Sean she has took some care new of tricks. her. Oh, I did take care of it. Because I had to go, very last minute, I had to go to New York. It was a very cool project. I'll tell you guys more about it later. Um, it, but I had to go to New York. And they, I was like, first of all, I've missed New York. I will be honest. I haven't been since October of 2019 when I had to give that talk at Google or whatever. Or we were there for an event. I forget what was there. But October or November. Actually, I think it was November. You were giving the talk and I was clapping from the back of the room. Yeah. I was like, yay. Yeah. Taking pictures. It was good. I was good. very excited. It was good. So we had a really good time and I've just missed it. And even being there for 48 hours, driving through, like when I was in the cab, like getting to my hotel, I was like, oh, New York, New York. I'm in a New York state of mind. Anyway, I really liked just it. Just blend them all together. I was putting them all together. Got to like do DJ it. of New York songs. <laughs> anyway, um, I can't wait to go back in January. Hopefully, 
it's not a shit show because Omicron is ruining all our plans. Omicron. So my travel schedule was way crazier than I would like. So I flew to New York. And my even my flight to New York was early. It wasn't crazy. It was like 8 a.m. But I got a full night's sleep, got up, had my bags packed. I legitimately, because I had like someone coming to get me, like we'd scheduled a pickup. So Sean didn't have to get up at 6 in the morning. So anyway, I grabbed my stuff out. I go, blah, 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 on my way. Then I come back, and my flight back lands, I forget what time I got in, like 9 p.m. or something. And so I come home. Sean has made food. It's very nice. I have to switch my stuff over because the next morning I have a 6 a.m. flight to Seattle to see my family. And you were supposed to be on it, but we had our dog... Uh, the person who's supposed to take care of our dog, she canceled like the week before. Yeah, she had something going on. So yeah, and so anyway, I didn't want to send her to the the dog. Well, we uh, couldn't because she <clears throat> still had her stitches and stuff from right. Spain, and we. I I feel bad that I didn't. I mean, I planned it. We couldn't plan for that. Yeah. I was just like, "Fuck, we can't put her anywhere." And so, what do we do? And I was like, "Do we cancel?" And Sean's like, "You should see your grandma. I'll just stay." So anyway, so Sean stayed, but I was home for less than twelve hours. Right. So then the next morning, woke up, got out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. What's that song from? Um, it's the Beatles. Oh, I don't know. A Day that. in the Life, I think. Oh, okay. Anyway, so then I went to Washington and was there for just over a week. And then I got back last Thursday uh-huh. night at like midnight and traffic into the airport for Sean was fucking. Nuts. It was wild. I've never seen that much. It was like being back in Los Angeles. I yeah, couldn't do you have flashbacks? That. Yeah, that Where kind am of I? traffic. Is this LAX? Oh, wow, it was wild. Yeah. But here we are. We're back, and it has been a crazy week. There's been nonstop go 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 because mm-hmm. everyone's trying to wrap things up before mm-hmm. the end of the year, and that's always interesting. You know, trying to get everyone on the same page because everyone has commitments. I don't want anyone. To have to work on our behalf. I know, over or, the holidays. Yeah, so like, we've been trying to like get things wrapped up, but it's hard when a lot of things we haven't filmed yet, you know? I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, shit. Oh, we're shit, working shit, for shit, Christmas. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Have some eggnog, you filthy animals. Get back to work. Right. You know? Yeah. But so. it's all good. So here we are. We did puppy parlance. We up did. next, we are going to talk about Katie's travel habits. What are your best tips as a pro traveler for our audience during I the mean, holidays. I mean, I feel like I used to be a pro traveler. I'm definitely out of practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting TSA pre-check or global entry, which is what we have, I highly recommend. And that's pretty cheap, like relatively, right? I mean, for it depends on your budget because you have to pay it all at once. So for someone like a hundred and whatever dollars, I forget how much it is. But if you do two trips during the year, let's oh, say it's fifty dollars each, so much better. Right. Wait in line with uh, you know five hundred angry people potentially. Mm-hmm. And have to go through that like cell scrambling x-ray machine. Yeah. But here's the kicker. I was, I don't get that upset. I don't really get that fired up. So to say I was like enraged is a lie. I was just like, ugh. But at the Austin airport, my flight out to Washington, or was it New York? I don't even remember. It's all a blur. But either way, one of my early flights, they did not have TSA pre-check available. Those bastards. And I wanted to be like, I paid for this, therefore I expect to have it, TSA. I don't care. Open up another line, losers. Come on now. Well, I mean, the truth is they're offering a service that they don't provide, which was interesting. Yeah, like I paid for something you're not even offering. It's like going up and then letting you buy a bagel, and then you get there, they're like, sorry, no bagels. Like, but I bought the bagel already. But I already paid for it. There's no bagels. Sorry, no bagels. There's only cornflakes. And you're like, cornflakes suck. And they're like, we know. 
get so in line wait. for the cornflakes. So I waited. Anyway, but the it really wait. is the difference sometimes between a couple of hours in line mm-hmm. and literally like, like two seconds, five minutes at max. What like, I don't understand mm-hmm. is if everyone. So there's no great. I haven't given any greater information to the TSA than what I provide for a flight regularly. Just all they've done is we sent they do an a background application. check. So you say it's okay for them to do a background check? I think. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. the federal government has already done a background check on me. You know, like you well, know who you have I your am. Green card. Yeah. Yeah. So, but as an American citizen, they have not. Well, you don't have a record. Mm-mm. You know, so I think but that they don't, they don't check that before you buy a plane ticket. So mm-hmm. I could have like six felonies and just gotten out of prison and be like, "Want to hop a plane to Hawaii and make a seventh felony?" You know, they're just saying if you're a risk or not. I think they assess okay. that. I was just wondering why, like, why do you need special examination to get on a pre-exam? Like, I think it's just saying we've already looked at you and we. You are very low risk. Right. So you don't have to walk in the snake line back and forth, yeah, and you back take, and forth. My favorite, and then all, you don't have to take your shoes off, and you don't have to pull out your uh, item, your like uh, shampoo items and stuff. 99% of TSA agents in the United States are very nice. There is a 5%, however, that can be a little grumpy. It and, was on my way to New York that they didn't offer it because I, oh. I didn't check a bag. I usually always check a bag. I didn't check a bag that time, and then I had to pull out. All, I had to take off my shoes, pissed. Had to pull out my like shampoo, conditioner, face wash shit, pissed. Because I don't, I didn't sign up for this. I don't mind waiting in line. Just at least let me still do the same things. And then they forced oh, me into that point. that exy ray thing. And I was like, "Can I do that?" And they're like, "Next, ma'am, ma'am." And I'm like, first of all, call me miss. I'm not an old lady. That's rude." Second of all, fired up. No, if you're just yeah. listening, I just did the Ross Geller. Fuck you, move. I, I have stopped going through the scanner. Yeah, it's not good for you. That, Stop doing that, people. I learned that too. We should have told them. Yeah. We can get into that another time. Anyway, yeah. But so those are my travel tribulations. Bummer, and, dude. I appreciate the fact that you were willing to travel last minute to uh, take care of work. Um, yep. And I just want you to know, I appreciate you for doing Thanks, that. Thanks, honey. Yeah. I wish you could have come with us, but then I with the dog, we're not as flexible as we were. No, I could have smuggled her in my backpack. But. We could have given her to Fabs too. Fabs could take care of her for like a day because oh. it was legitimately like less than 48 hours, but <clears throat> neither here nor there. And also just didn't make sense. You had work to do. So it was like pulling you away would be silly. Yeah. Are you fidgeting with your, your turkey? Yeah. He's looking extra floofsy like you're pulling on his threads. Sean's one of those people that if you're if he was drinking a beer in a bottle, he would peel the label off. You and Nina, my friend Nina. Yeah, the one of the really good, you know, you, you can feel it when you're fidgeting is when the label starts coming off in its entirety. And you're like, oh, oh, but that's happening in your head. You actually have to pretend that you're oh, you know what? Speaking of pretending that you're in a conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I'm following you. <laughs> the other night we went with Harriet to the airport because she was picking up um, her sister's boyfriend. They were coming in from mm-hmm. the UK to spend the holidays And then here. picking up her sister. They were just on separate flights. She had her two sisters and one of her sister's boyfriends coming in. Right. So the boyfriend was uh, super nice and he hadn't had Tex-Mex, which is uh, the food that's it's Texas like and Mexican. quintessential yeah. Texas, and, yeah, it's like queso based wet fajitas, burritos, burritos, yeah, all sorts, chimichangas, of. you name it, you know. They <laughs> now got you're it just naming Mexican foods, but right. okay. Um, so we went with them to grab bite tea, mm-hmm. and I was talking to him, really nice guy, interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. But as I'm looking at him, I have a view oh, yeah, yeah, of the yeah. table behind him, and he doesn't know what's going on. But all of a sudden, I got very distracted in the conversation because at the table was a date going horrifically wrong. 
Also, who's meeting up at a Tex-Mex place near the Austin airport? I don't know, but it was definitely a date. Maybe they live over there, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure. It just seemed like such a strange area. But that was quite interesting to watch develop. (laughs) And not that it was more interesting than his conversation, but it was distracting because they were arguing, but it, it was they had masks on, which is fine. Uh, Still, when they were both sitting there drinking and stuff? Well, that was it. Like, one would take their mask off to speak, and the other one would put it back up, which is fine. They were being super safe, it, you know, on their date, but they were alternating. And then it, they both put their masks on, and they started grumbling each other. Then the lady went and got the check, and they left. And they left, you know, their drinks behind and everything. And I, wow. I, I was very surprised. I don't Do you think know what, it was like uh, been together for a long time kind of argument? I don't think they knew well, each no, other. Well, no, because if they had masks on like that. I was only catching part of the conversation because I don't multitask very well. So I was listening to the main conversation, which was the, uh, the guest who had come into town. Um, and he was talking about, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he was talking about uh, aviation. Mm-hmm. And that would be his career choice, uh, wanting to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now he's teaching kids and he's finding it very stressful. I think a lot of teachers are probably saying, what am I doing? Yeah, it is very stressful. Yes. So, but I caught some of their conversation and it wasn't very good. And like, you know, kind of a little warm up. Oh, where, where do you hang out or what do you do? That sort of stuff. And then quickly, I think they probably touched on politics because I thought I heard some political talk. Don't do that. Not on a date, you know. Especially a first date. Yeah. Jeez. We don't even talk politics. Not that we... Who wants to talk politics? Exactly. Okay, on that note, we're off of uh, Yeah, Sean saw them break up potentially, or a non-starter. There was not going to be a second Yeah, Mm. (laughs) we've all been on those dates where it's just not going to be a second. Yeah. We've had some funny, I think we already shared our worst date stories. Yeah. Those are pretty funny. Um, So yeah. Ooh, why don't you tell us, I know you were telling me a little bit about the Olympics and it's time for Honky Tonk, I think. Hockey talk. The honky tonk. Yeah. I like the honky tonk. So, brrr, drum roll. Mm-hmm. The Canadian uh, team is not going to the Olympics for hockey. What about the U.S. team? Um, Undecided? Sorry, the NHL players are not going. Oh, I don't know so if we're going to field a team at all, even. But I That means the U.S. and Canada. Like, what, are we going to have, like, our fourth rung? Yeah, sorry, I spoke, I spoke incorrectly. <laughs> it is the NHL players that aren't going. So... Now the playing field opens up quite a bit for other countries to pr- perhaps take a gold medal, a silver, or a bronze. Is, I'm sorry, no offense to I don't know Sweden or something else that might, but even oh they have amazing leagues all around the world now, like and KHL. I get it, but most of their great players are in the NHL. Yeah, that is the and Premier League. I personally, as a competitive person, would probably love a gold medal, but it would always feel like it came with an asterisk. Like, mm, but four of the main teams weren't to here, or 70 of the players that are normally part of this weren't. So it's almost like you're not even competing at the Olympics anymore. You're yeah. competing at like, who's left over? So the Olympics is supposed to be the best of the best from your nation, yes. right? However, there there's a fine line, I guess, because there's like the professional athletes mm-hmm. and then the non-professional athletes. And I don't really understand. But I wonder if any someone- American athletes or Canadian athletes are going to end up going over well, because of what the protocol is. Yeah. So they have like quarantine China, for a really fucking long time. China has uh, put it in their, I guess the, with the Olympic uh, guideline that if someone does contract COVID, they can hold them up to three weeks or I'll something of that ask, nature. I, I don't actually, know. I'm, I'm a little dicey on the information, but it doesn't sound good. So the NHL pulled out next up. I think countries are going to start to pull out. I think they will. Um, 
I know the U.S. has already maybe kind of threatened that they might, but so here's a random thing. Oh no, the the um, the politicians or the the ambassadors from the United States will mm-hmm. not be attending. They they already mm-hmm. said that, and that's a political uh, thumb in the eye to China. Well, yeah, because they're like there's acts against like humanitarian issues. Well, here, like the the tennis player. Oh well, I can't well. believe this. This is mm-hmm. it's actually really disturbing. Yeah, she's disappeared. No, she's back. Oh. And she, okay, so there's the, the woman who was a top-ranked tennis player. Again, I don't know in all the China, details. Correct. In China, yeah. she was a tennis she's, player. But world-ranked. World mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she accused a government official in the Communist Chinese Party of sexual assault uh, in a Weibo post. Weibo mm-hmm. is like Twitter, it's I think, like over Twitter, there. like Twitter, yeah. Yeah. She, she accused him of this. And it happened several years ago. And she disappeared, you guys, for like three weeks or four weeks. All of a sudden, she was gone. And then... And they're like, she's here. And the, we're like, where is she? And they're like, here's a statement from her. And we're like, oh, uh, yeah, where Yeah, they had is some she? statements come out. And then there was uh, appearances. And she's back now. And it's she's like that guy retri- who runs Scientology. It's like his wife was like disappeared. Right. And they're like, here's her statement. And you're like, we want to see her in the flesh. Where is she? She, <laughs> she has since rescinded those statements and said they were misinterpreted. And you can't misinterpret it. I'll put some links in the description. So I think crazy. it's very interesting. So they... They basically, I would assume, coerced the person into saying, no, Recanting. that never happened. Yep. That's fucked. And uh, so the World Tennis Association, I believe the WTA, has since indicated they will not be... Part of the Olympics or doing anything with China? They won't be doing anything with uh, with China. And That's then, a bummer for those athletes then. That fucking sucks, man. You know, you have to apply pressure like that. And then the IOC, yeah. which is the International Olympic Committee, mm-hmm. said they spoke with her and everything seems fine. So what, is the, what does that mean? Everything well, seems fine. Exactly. And there are some nations that are... She's probably traumatized, and now she's traumatized again. And she's probably scared for... The, you know what they usually do is threaten their family. Oh, I would assume so. And so the it's not right. The Olympic Committee has some responsibility here, I believe. You're, you're going to send a bunch of athletes over to participate in a country that's coercing... Sean. Hello. That was my phone. Mm-hmm. Apologies. So basically, we have athletes that aren't going to be at the Olympics... In terms of hockey. Well, I had a fortunate, uh, at that event I went to in New York, I got to meet two Olympic athletes, which is crazy. And they were so, I don't even know, modest, unbraggadocious. But one is a Mm para-Olympian, so he he has um, two amputated legs and works uh, with uh, prosthetics. I I don't even think that the para-Olympics should be separated from the regular Olympics. It's, I think a, they it's a whole heated discussion because he apparently gets a lot of shit online and it's very offensive to him because he's like, it's it's like they want to strip me of all of my work and effort where they think because he has prosthetics, it's like an unfair advantage. Kind oh, of no, I just mean that, that they should be held at the same time. Oh, yes, and, yes. You know, if there are people who have uh, prosthetics, but I get that as well. If he, mm-hmm. Is he a runner? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like an Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, thing. his name is Hunter. I'm forgetting his last name, Williams, I think. Anyway, but he's he's engaged to Tara Davis, who is an Olympian. Um, and she is, I forget what her, long jumper. I had to think about it for a second. I wouldn't but, do well at that. Short <laughs> the, jumping. The maybe. funny thing is she's, it's just interesting. I find professional athletes in general to be fascinating people. They're, first of all, they're they're young because I think she's 23 and he's like 25 or 24. So peak fitness. They are in such good shape. And they just, 
like the way that they talk about it, it's a business. Right. Like they're like, we got to get back to work. So back to training. Cause they were going to stay in New York for a couple extra days. And I was jealous because I was like, I'd love to do that too. But my husband's not here. And, you know, I have to get back. Yeah. We got to get back to training too, guys. No, but they were going to stay a couple of days because they hadn't been in New York in a while either. And then I saw them at the airport and I was like, what are you guys doing? I thought you were staying. And they're like, no, we, you know, our training's getting off and we need to get back into our regimen. And I was like, wow, like it is a job. And it is your, you know, it's your job to do. And then she even said, uh, Tara was like, yeah, got to get back to work. Anyway, lovely people could not have been more pleasant. And they were just super kind. And yeah, I connected with them on Instagram anyway. But I wonder, because she was in, she was just in Japan competing. Because Ch- the Chinese Olympics are the winter and neither of them, they don't do winter sports, obviously, usually, you know, anyway, Um but I'd be interested to hear her take on like what's happening and what the scuttlebutt is because I'm sure you know they're acutely aware and have more knowledge of it than we do. Of what? How the Olympics are run and like if they think people are pulling out and what they've heard. Oh yeah, I think that there's there's grave concern about the Olympics not being held. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was <clears throat> the the previous Olympics. It was pretty bad mm-hmm. in terms of they were able to contain it. There weren't uh, outbreaks, mm-hmm. but in terms of viewership and engagement, it was you know. People just weren't interested, I think, as, as much. Yeah. But this time around, we're in the middle of this uh, Omicron, mm-hmm. uh, you know, issue. I don't <laughs> know what to call it. Another variant that's super contagious. Yeah. And so, and and right now we're seeing, like I said, in the NHL mm-hmm. where, you know, we have to put a pause on the season and players are testing positive left and right just because of how easy it is to, to spread it or transmissible. Mm-hmm. And so I would assume that the Olympics are pretty nervous about are they going to be able be able to pull this off? Yeah, well, it, it's tricky, and I don't know. I mean, I don't. I have I have mixed feelings because I feel like we have to get back to doing things, and then I also feel like we have zero control over the virus. I mean, not zero. That's being dramatic. Maybe thirty percent control. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I don't know what the answers are. I don't think anyone really has strong answers. Everyone has opinions. And but they don't matter. Let's pull out of the pit of despair. It's getting really depressing yeah. to me. Um, but anyway, so, but it was cool to meet Olympians. Yeah, they're usually a lot. They have like medals and shit. And I was like, what? Do they walk I, around with them? I, no, it was so funny. One of the girls at the table who was particularly hilarious, she writes for Very Well Mind, okay. one of those like sites online. I couldn't have loved her more. And she said, if I had a medal, I'd wear it everywhere I went. It'd be like my necklace. Like I would just wear it. I was like, I know. Like flavor, flavor like diamonds are reckless, but like my medals are reckless. I'm going to wear this everywhere. And they like giggled, you know. Turned to a watch. Uh, Sean, do you know what time it is? Mm, it's Olympic o'clock. It's gold medal, <laughs> bitches. No. But they were like, they giggled. just like, um, they were very, very modest and right. very, you know, I don't know. Just nice people. Nice. Okay, we had to pause for a minute because Sean was too hot, had to take off his sweater, and our dog was barking like a maniac. It happens, you know. She doesn't like the drums. No, we have a neighbor who around like 4, 35 o'clock gets home and wants to play drums. I think it's a a kid who's learning how to play drums. And she hates it. Yeah. And she barks like crazy and she won't stop. She's like, you stop. And then the drums go and she's like, you stop that. She may just be participating in the music. She could. She could be like. Singing her own GNR, you yeah. know, doggy version. Yeah. But she barks like crazy. So I was like, oh, we got to bring her in out of respect for our neighbors. And uh, anyway, also she's digging to China. Speaking of China, she's digging to China through our fire pit. 
She is. She's about yeah. uh, nine feet on her journey. I don't think she's going to make it. <laughs> she's like one foot in, yeah. but still, it's like we're just trying to manage her. I like don't want her. Although of all the places to dig, I'm like, do it there then. That's fine. It's yeah. not going to hurt anything. Mm-hmm. And because the dirt doesn't really go anywhere because it stays in the fire. She could get the black lung. She know, could. She comes out all there. dusty. We have to wash her. Like, I'm yeah, going to wash her tonight. Put a miner's mask for her. <laughs> a Put it in 95. <laughs> She's in there with a pick. <laughs> She's so crazy. Earlier today, sorry, last puppy parlance, and we'll get into your letters because I know we're behind on those. But earlier today, I was out with her, and I, like, play tug of war with her and then make her fetch. And she runs and runs and runs like a maniac. And then I made her run until she started laying down. And then I made her run a little bit more. And then it's like she didn't want to do it anymore. She just wanted to play tug of war. You're like a dog trainer. Come on. You got two more on you. Come on. (laughs) Well, I want to get her tired because I knew we had to record this. And then I came in. I was like, I think I've run her all out. So I go back, put makeup on, and change my clothes. And I'm like, well, let me just see what she's up to. Maybe I'll bring her in if she's already tired because sometimes she'll be laying on the deck outside the door. I look out, and homegirl's like running hot laps. I'm like, I guess I didn't wear her out. I feel like she has more energy now than she ever has before. And is it just because she's older she's or bigger stronger. or strong? I don't know, but holy shit. More, more energy, more hormones probably. Yeah. Anyway, it's really crazy. And I don't I don't, know, I don't, know where she is and I'm kind of worried about it, but it's okay. She's uh, eating the Christmas tree. That's what I'm worried about. So anyway. Roxy. That was what happened with her today. And it was funny because when I looked out, I was like, she's doing her zoomies. Right, right. Having the time of her life. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into your questions because we are way behind. We're still at the end of October. And for that, I apologize profusely. No, Questions is the other podcast. This one is where we read letters. Oh, letters, sorry. Vowels, consonants. You know, you can get Punctuations. True, true. Anyways, stories. Yes. Well, yeah. But we're, we're late. We're behind on the emails. Check it, check Sorry, we're, we're, we're going to catch up. Check it, check out my email. And the first one is a speak pipe. Oh. What? Oh. Means ready in French for any of my non-francophones. What? Oui. Ouais. If you are in Quebec. Okay. Salut tout le monde. This is Father Zubrick from Le Truc. The most asked question from my sheeps these days, of course, concern hockey. Mm-hmm. The question they asked the most this week is, Father Zubrick, do you think an increase in prayer from Toronto fans would help the Leafs win the Stanley Cup? The answer is, malheureusement, no, <laughs> because it would take more than divine intervention for that to happen. Okay, my sheeps, until <laughs> next time, remember to be kind and take good care of each other. Not a Leafs fan. No. Nope. Okay. Now Not we know where all. he's, uh, his elite, I bet you he's a Nordiques fan. He, also a Habs fan, you know, but. Potentially. The, the deal with that is the Leafs are crushing it this season. Oh, They're really? They're doing really well. So, uh, God's it's a fair guy. Possible. I bet you a lot of Quebecers prayed, and now the uh, we're going to put a halt to the season. <laughs> They're like, wait, 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 wait. Because we're a month behind <laughs> on these letters, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we have one more from Father Dubuque. Okay. It's a twofer. A twofer. Salut tout le monde. This is Father Dubuque from La Turque. We must admit that the Catholic Church is going through some dark times because of extremely poor decision-making, greed, and fear. That is all typical of Satan's work. Huh? Mm-hmm. They're also uh, so lost that they make me re-examine my allegiance. Oh, Not oh. with God, but with this organization. Have the mistakes push us past the tipping point? 
Is there still hope that changes can be made from within the church? Or should a good radical priest just pull a Martin Luther? Uh, but all these turmoil should not take our focus away from job one, huh? which is always to love one another. Okay, in spite of all the serious mistake, and perhaps due to their long history, the church have nonetheless come up with some good tool to help pilgrim. Huh? Uh, they have things like uh, the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. also our okay. Catholic Traveler Association, and <laughs> the famous uh, Heretic Database. One of the best tools they have is called the Examen de Conscience, a self-help tool which could be translated by How are you sleeping at these days? It is an invaluable tool to help you change for the better. Okay, my sheep, till next time, remember to be kind and take good care of each other. Well, it sounds like he's at a crossroads he where is. he may be, boy, did, did he just mention that he may be leaving the church? I think maybe. He might be uh, just hanging up the, uh, pulling out, hanging, done. Yeah, getting you rid know? of the, the collar, you know, move on. Why are you biting? I don't know. She's just biting. Okay. Uh, I just noticed when she... For those of you who are just listening at home, I was looking in the camera and she was facing the wall. You could see her butthole probably. I, maybe. We may have to blur that I one out. I apologize for the, we, you know, <laughs> the explicit dog content. God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? <laughs> She's just sniffing and walking and hmm. she wanted to bite me for some reason. And I was like. I think she was saying hello. Come yeah, hang out with me. Possibly. She's like, stop talking to each other and the people on the internet. Right. Instead, more tug of war. She also may have said, hey, everybody. Roxy here. Yeah. Coming back for another cameo. Yep. Okay. okay. See? There we God go. God works in mysterious ways. There you have it. Probably should have shut those blinds. Otherwise, she's going to bark at the potential squirrels in the uh, darkness. Squirrelito. Oh, okay. Back into the letters. Roxy's outside. If you hear her barking, that's just, you know. She's they very, hear it. She's very high maintenance. Okay. But we have <laughs> uh, Sharon was so kind to send us the cat poop coffee. <laughs> And send us a link to the world's most expensive coffee. Ooh. It's called Kopi Lawak or Kopi Lawak, okay. the world's most expensive coffee beans. This coffee is from Indonesia and is processed. I love this term. It's so nice. It's processed, processed. by wild Asian palm civets. Where are the palm civets uh, running a little factory? Do they? Uh, <laughs> how do they process it? In their poop. Trails in their inge- inge- uh, mm. intestines of some sort. I don't know if they have two okay. stomachs or what, if they're like cows, but they have, yeah. So they find the ripest and freshest coffee cherries. Mmm, cherries. And through the magic of their digestive enzymes, they break down the beans. Oh, nice. Once they've... I can't break down the beans. That's why I toot. <laughs> Once they've deposited the beans, the beans are collected, mm-hmm. washed thoroughly. Don't fret, my people. You can eat the poop beans and they will not have any poop on them. I like how they deposit them. They deposited them and then they're processed. And the unique and delicious taste of this coffee is truly a treat. You wouldn't guess that they've been digested, just that there is a notable lack of bitterness and acidity, making this a coffee that you can enjoy cup after cup. Frisky beans. (laughs) Right? It's got like... Kitty litter. It says chocolate aromas, strawberry wild cherry with notes of Milky Way caramel. (laughs) Oh, my God. Remember how we talked about that we wouldn't move on to Nutty Brown? Mm -hmm. The other day I was listening to the country station, as one does, because I love country music. And they were saying, I forget who it was, maybe George Strait or somebody, someone big like that. And they said, oh, you guys are in luck because he's coming to Nutty Brown this weekend to sing at the festival. And I was like, 
No, you didn't. Why would you name a musical venue after a poop-sounding lane? Because it's unforgettable. It's Nutty. memorable. It. I mean, I can't imagine getting t-shirts like, I saw George Strait at Nutty Brown. <laughs> I saw George Strait's Nutty Brown performance. <laughs> <laughs> I died anyway I was like oh, I came home I told Sean I was like oh my god in it's concert getting... at the bowl <laughs> right it's getting better the acoustics are amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving this nutty brown this next song is called plop plop fizz fizz oh what a relief it is okay moving on to our next letter because we are behind as yes, I said okay. right, now we have go. a letter from Karen and this is entitled, The Joys of Apartment Living. Oh. And it says, hi, Katie and Sean. Hello, Karen. How do you do? It says, I hope you're doing well. In episode number 86, you talked about inconsiderate neighbors. Oh, yeah. I have a couple of stories that anyone who has ever lived in an apartment can commiserate with. As you may know, apartments have notoriously thin walls, and you can hear every little thing. And this makes for great entertainment as well as chagrin. Yes, that's like that neighbor. I think we talked about it on here. But Jules' old roommate, who like screamed at her boyfriend, and we heard the whole thing. That was pretty uh, She's interesting. She's like, uh, what are you doing? She was mad that she came home, and he wasn't ready to go somewhere, is essentially what happened. But she like took it from zero to 100. It was uh, verbal abuse that we were listening it to. Was Domestic emo- abuse. It was emotional abuse. It does not just happen with men abusing women. No. It, it can go both it ways. Both and she ways. was uh, pretty. I felt pretty. bad for him. Yeah, I did too. But he didn't seem to mind. He was like, what? I know he was so mellow. I don't know. I didn't feel like getting ready yet. He didn't like scramble. But to she like, didn't stop. She just berated him and like yeah. she, I don't know, she knocked something over. And, and then I think they went wherever they were going together. Yeah. Crazy. I don't think that relationship lasted. But They broke up and got back together. Jules said that to me. Oh. I don't know if they're still together, but that did happen at some point. Gotcha. Anyway, so forever and ever, Sean and I will always, when like we want to pretend that something's a big deal, we'll say, what, what are you doing? doing? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Back to Karen's letter. <laughs> Oh, wait, before we get into that, uh-huh. we did hear something through our walls. Oh, yes. And you scared, you, so we heard scratching in in one area of the house. Mm-hmm. And, Over the bedroom. Yeah, and it was like at one thirty in the morning, so you went and got a Swiffer mop. Well, because it had foam on one side, so I was like, I can whack it without like hurting our... And so then we didn't hear it, and then you went out of town, mm-hmm. and then I heard it, and I was scared. Well, I was like, call pest control. Well, late at night, that's you don't want to wake up to like <laughs> the sound of fingernails on the wall. That's like that. Silly. And I was like, ah, who's what that? is it? What, what is that? And so I went and got the swiffer mop, but I, I was I not as there, brave so as you, you could were. Whack it. I, I tapped it and ran back. Oh, really? Were you going to jump out somewhere? I didn't know what it was. It could have been that. It was the ghost of old man. You know, whatever. Anyway, I called pest control. Right. And had so, them come out. And um, what did they find? Well, I thought it was a bat because it was late at night. They caught one. They caught one in the traps. Now, I know that a lot of people want humane traps, but rats are not what you want running around. And I, if they caught and released it, I don't think they... Anyways, I don't want to get into that aspect. I don't even care. You can so leave your opinions in the comments and comes, they don't matter just like ours. Yeah, he comes down from the attic and he's got his tool, his tool kit, mm-hmm. which contains peanut butter and... Um, Rat traps. And, and Ziploc bag. Like a giant zip, or, <laughs> but he, he's like, well, you know, the, uh, there was no blood. I was like, well, that's good. Yeah. You know, is he okay? He's like, he's not going to make it. Yeah, it, it broke its neck. It broke its neck. I was Eating like, the oh, peanut butter. no. But you guys. At least he had a good last meal, right? It, and I was like, what was it? Was it chunky? Was it, you know, was it smooth? Was it, was it jiff? Or was jiff. it 
Oh, is it Jif? It's Jif. And oh. I was like, that's pretty good. Good for him. Yeah. Isn't Spiffy the other one? Is it Spiffy? I think so. The blue. What's the blue? Mm, anyway, so, I'll look it up. So then we go out to the garage to check those traps. And he asked me if I wanted to see it. And I said, no, no, no. But I get up to the garage. I had about a minute to think about it. I was like, hey, do you think I can see what's in the bag? He was like, yeah, sure. He goes, it's a pretty meaty one. Skippy. Skippy. Spiffy. Skippy's Skippy. the blue. Yep, the blue. Okay, so that stuff's so, not good for you. It's hydrogenated oil. Now's not the time. Okay. So anyway, in despair. Oh, I almost uh, fell in. Uh, uh, so so he opens the 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 guppy mouth toolkit that he has. You know. Yeah, his little. It's almost like a. I don't know. That's a good description. It's almost like a doctor's bag. How it opens. Right, a doctor's a t- bag. A nice fancy tool bag. He, he's the the rat doctor. <laughs> the raton. He opens <laughs> it, and and inside is, I mean, it was bigger than the bag. First of all, it was kind of like it was a. It was huge. It was a rat. It It was was not a mouse. Literally from my wrist to my elbow and like that big around. I don't want that in my house. Which is roughly, I'm making, I'm taking both my hands and I'm making a circle. Like the size of an orange, if you're just listening. Yeah, this dude was big. It was like a foot long with a tail. Yeah. But no, he didn't have any friends up there apparently. She's thick, boss. She's thick. I was like, he's a nice coat. He's like, he's eating good in the neighborhood. Catch two of those. That's a pair of slippers. Mm. You know what I mean? Get it out of my house. <laughs> I was. What I was, is he even eating that he got that big? I don't know. How did he get in? Well, they said they closed it up. Yes. And so we may hear of them trying to get back, back in, in or trying to get out. Yes. But but they came by today. And because it's a long weekend because of Christmas, he's like, we won't be back until Monday. So I'm pulling the traps right now. He's like, I mean, if there are signs of them, we'll leave the traps out. And he's like, and we'll put more peanut butter so that they'll keep eating. And like, but he's like, I don't want to stink up your house. Or well, I, I went into the attic <laughs> when the person laid the traps and he was like, let me show you a couple of things I'm seeing up here. And he had the eye, the eye of the uh, hunter. You know? Oh, he knew how to look for pest activity. He goes, you see that over there? And I was like, uh, what? The insulation. <laughs> he's like, right there. And he shines his flash. He goes, what do you see? And I was like, uh, more insulation. insulation? <laughs> he goes, that there is a runner's hole. I was like, what? And what? yeah, and as he angled it, I was like, damn it, it is. It was like a perfect circle. Oh. And he goes, what they do is they they make their little trails, you know, and they're not gonna blaze a new trail every time. They're pretty smart critters. It's like safe pathways. Yeah, he made his little highway through our and that motherfucker. I was like, what? He goes, Yep, found some droppings. I was like, Ugh. Ugh. But there Ugh. weren't a lot of droppings, he said. He said there was a couple of pellets. So he thought he was coming and going. This was his. Mm-hmm. He wasn't stuck in. This was his Otherwise, new he'd be pooping a lot. Yeah. yeah. Those little raton. shits. That raton. So, so anyways, we're. Uh, yeah. We're raton free for the moment. And <laughs> so then they sealed up the, the roof and he said they shouldn't be able to get back in. There were three in. areas he thought they were getting in. Yeah. Ah, home ownership. The roof, the windows or the foundation. He goes, take your pick. I don't know. You know. But our windows are not that great either. No, but he's not coming. He was just talking about the roof line. Yeah. Anyway, so we had a raton get muerte, Rat chat. muerte killed yeah. in the attic. Um, okay. Sorry. I just We just really hijacked Karen's story. And Karen, I want to apologize on behalf of our podcast. Back to Karen. So makes for great entertainment. What are you doing? <laughs> as well as great chagrin, which I don't know what that would be. The piano re- religious lady. Bam, 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 bam. Okay. Number one, we have multiple stories, by the way. Buckle up. Number one, I lived on the second floor. Mr. Upstairs was a single guy who liked basketball. Oh, no. I can already see where this is. Like watching it or playing it? I don't know. We're about to find out, but I think he might have bounced a ball a time or two. 
though we never met. I know these things because he liked to dribble his basketball inside before going out to play. Got to warm it up. Warm it up, Chris. When he came in, he always kicked his shoes off and tossed them in the closet so they'd hit the wall. It must have been a kid, like a teenager. Uh, inconsiderate a dude. Yeah. <laughs> single dirty man. Okay. I knew this because our layout was the same and my closet was directly beneath his. That's like ours with jewels. It was exactly the same layout. It was funny when I'd go up there, I'd be like, this is like weird because it's ours, but not. <laughs> okay. And how did I know he was single? Oh, so he is older. He liked to entertain the ladies oh. every so often. And did he entertain them by playing basketball? Nope. And one could hear the banging of the headboard against the wall. Uh, Ugh. We heard that one time by our neighbor, and I was like, I gotta I closed the window really loud, hopefully to startle them out of whatever. Coitus. Like, well, just <laughs> shut your window. And like, I don't yeah. know. Try not to make so much noise, you gross. It just grossed me out. <laughs> hey, let's leave Luckily, the window. Luckily I had open. earplugs. Yeah. Yeah, because you just at first you're like, oh my, oh my, oh my God. Like you slowly realize what Oh my god, someone's hurt. <laughs> And they're oh. like, no, oh, no, no. And then you're like, naughty, naughty. Ugh. There's two cats fighting the alley. <laughs> nope, that's not cats. <laughs> so, Remember when the raccoons fought in the alley? Oh, my God. That was like early COVID days when we were on full lockdown. Yeah. And they were like roaming the streets eating all the trash. Yeah, they, they were so excited. Yeah, they were like, this is our town now. <laughs> oh, my God. I have, I still have those videos. Oh, Karen, I'm so sorry. But luckily, that... she had earplugs. Okay, good. And I knew I could take them out whenever I'd hear the final Yahoo! <laughs> And everyone could finally get some sleep. Yeah, I'm really into them. You know, like we've been dating for quite some time and it, everything's going well and really they're, they're sensitive. But, you know, every time afterwards they yell, Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> oh my God, because we've been rewatching Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> Jerry and George, they're both. It's so well done. I mean, and they're both such. Uh, Mr. Dusha bag and like so particular about women that like every one As of them. they're perfect. You I know, know like, especially like no offense to either of them, but Jerry's like some awkward looking skinny dude. And George is like some short balding fat dude who, who both of them say they have trouble with women in some fashion or form. Like I just never made the right one or blah, blah, blah. And then they just like ditch him for man hands, too big of a nose, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's, yeah, that's the premise that's of the, the show, beauty. right? And then there's They're, Kramer who's like, I love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> What's she like, Jerry? I know. He's so, oh my God. Kramer. What if I call her? He's always, he's he doesn't always, care. He doesn't care. He'll take the leftovers. He doesn't care. Uh, okay. Yep. <clears throat> Story number two. Same apartment. So set the stage. Different neighbors. Two young, very immature, very dramatic gay guys moved in. First of all, and very annoyingly, they had multiple birds. Ah, uh, yeah, birds in an apartment. Just because you find that noise pretty doesn't mean that your yeah. neighbors are going to. And they can be really loud. Yeah. Okay, they had multiple birds, which they kept in their bedroom, and I don't even want to go there. And they made an incredible racket. I can't even guess how many they may have had. It drove me crazy. Secondly, they fought more than any couple I've ever known. And because they were guys, it usually involved a lot of punching and hitting and slamming into walls, accompanied by yelling, cursing, and crying. Fun times. That sounds like domestic violence. Hmm. It reminds me of that cut, I think it must have been in Family Guy, where they like take cute children's 
uh, cartoons and kind of make like a dark joke about it. I think it's Family Guy that does that. And they're like, Horton hears domestic violence. It's like that big elephant, Horton hears a who. Right. And he's like, oh, no. He's covers his ears and it's like, bap, smack. Yeah. You know, shouting. A couple of times we called the cops uh, because there were things like that happening in our building. Remember? Um, in the back, we didn't even know which building it was, but we heard like uh, quite a bit of shouting and banging. And I don't even remember that. How yeah. do I not remember that? Yeah. I must called. have blocked it out. I called. Yeah. You got to call. I mean, Safety first. Yeah. Well, you, you, what is it? You see something or you hear something, you say something. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. You know. Yep. You never know who you could save. Okay. Um, we also had to call the fire department that one time that neighbor just left that pot on the stove and then left. Oh. And the fire alarm was going off. <laughs> he felt pretty bad. He they did. moved out pretty quickly after that. They did. Yeah. Okay. So fun time, she says. They also had a party just about every weekend. And you can just imagine what that was like. During the week, they like to blast their stereos loudly and dance around. I was at university at the time studying for my nursing degree, and it wasn't very conducive to studying. I used a broom handle to bang on the ceiling, like in Friends, their downstairs neighbor. Bah, bah, bah. Um, but to no avail. Finally, I went up and knocked on their door and asked nicely if they could turn it down so that I could study. This was met with a string of profanities, me being called a bitch and having the door slammed in my face. Well, they just sound like assholes. What a bunch of fucking pricks. I would have called the police. Yeah. Disturbance. Domestic disturbance. And told the landlord. I just, the, the, the hammer of Katie Justice would have rained down. Mm-hmm. Um, I put up with this nonsense for about two months before I finally went to the manager. I'd been there about five years and I told her it's them or me. Come to find out they had already been paying the rent. Oh, they hadn't been paying their rent. And she'd already started the eviction process. I did a little happy dance the day they moved out. This was incentive enough for me to really start saving in earnest for a down payment on a house. I finally found the condo of my dreams and have lived here happily and peacefully ever after. Yeah, that's great. Fortunately, condos have to be separated by a 10-foot firewall. And we have two garages between us. So all is well. That is beautiful. I hope to never have to live in an apartment ever again. You and me both, sister. Keep doing what you do so well. It's my entertainment for the week and the only thing that actually makes me laugh out loud these days. Regards, Karen. I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast. Yeah, it's neighbors can be tough and living in an apartment comes with all sorts of just ridiculousness. Yeah, living in proximity to people, you're definitely going to, you know, it changes the dynamic of uh, even you may not know the person, but you know things about Mm -hmm. them or what, what they're up to. Like, there was that uh, person who lived uh, across from us, and Kim. Mm, I don't know who it was, mm. but you could hear them clipping their toenails, and oh. that was like, oh, ugh. well, you know, like we had like, two ways that we connect. could also look out the window and see it, which was, you know, remember that guy that foot propped up on the. Remember that guy that used to play video games all hours of the night and oh. the lights, and he would like shout. No, you know what? He also got into. He was actually a cool dude. I I talked to him. Whatnot. Oh, did you? He was a a big tall fellow from Alabama, and uh, he had a. Oh no! This is a different one. Oh, this is the the other couple that. We would just see him and he'd shout in Chinese because he was playing video games. Oh, yeah. He was a gamer. He was a gamer, but... Gaming late at night. I think he was gaming. I think he like streamed it to Twitch and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that was funny too. He he was a trip. But that was... So there were two ways we could encounter people in our apartment. There's obviously the people above us because we were on the first floor. Mm -hmm. Then there's people like just across the walkway, like our neighbor Kim, who would yell at any delivery man, go around back. She was from New York, and she was very bossy. And then through our bedroom windows, so the office window and our bedroom window, there was like this little thin walkway, and then you're into other people's bedroom windows. Right. So that was the toenail clipping and the gaming that we would hear. Yeah. 
And then there was uh, the, the dude from Alabama who I thought was really funny. Well, he had untreated He's, bipolar disorder. But he was super nice, right? Like Super nice. But he would be weird. up all night. He would come, he was a very long street. When he was in mania, he would stay up for like two weeks at a time. And he would go longboard skateboarding. Periods. Yeah. And he would, he, I, I'd have to go to work sometimes really early in the morning. It could be like four in the morning. Uh, he would come flying down the street. He had a, a beanie on, you know, tall guy. We live in a city where lots of people drive. Howdy, Sean! He'd go past me on Remember his Remember when board. he was, was filming like, people? He was yeah. trying to get them to change the speed limit on our street or some kind of... So he was filming everybody driving like maniacs. So those two incidents, him filming and the skateboarding, were... When, once I had determined I'd liked him, mm-hmm. what... I, what Allowed me to not like him, but to get a better insight into him and why I, I, I initially took a shine to this person mm-hmm. was one time I was leaving for work really early in the morning, and it was probably like five in the morning, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting in his living room, the lights were on, but it was, you know, like a, a moody looking light, you know, mm-hmm. so you can see into the apartment as I'm walking to the car, and he's there and he's playing a theramine. Oh, yeah, the world. I'm sure his neighbors loved that. It's a pretty good imitation. And he had of a the theramine. stick, and he was like, and he was conducting. And I, Karen, can you imagine living next to this gentleman? I'm I glad, wanted a theramine. I'm but glad I, we were in a whole other building on the other side because there's like two buildings in our complex. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> you realize how terrible that was. Karen's like, I live next to these people who film uh, podcasts, and I hate <gasps> them. They're they're, they're so such, loud. They're such assholes. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to Ben. We have a right. we have our. Thanks um, for writing in, Karen. Is is Ben our? Technology, science, science? space, science, space. ham radio, yes, Tesla. Oh, he knows it all. He knows he's, it all. He's a, so a brilliant mind. Ben has written us to talk to us about AM versus FM. Oh, radio. My lack of knowledge. Remember, I talked about that, and, and we like, we don't know anything. So, the minister of space and electricity ah. and amateur radio operator. Boom. I'll have to remember that. It says, dear Katie and Sean, as the minister of space and electricity and an amateur radio operator, let me clarify the difference between these two for you and our excellent audience. At the beginning of episode 86, you had a discussion about the differences between AM and FM radio, where we knew nothing, and I apologize, Ben, profusely. We probably knew like 10% and got 7 of that percent wrong. Mm-hmm. There's one additional difference that should be noted. Oh. We did okay. Hey, hey. I might have Googled also. Oh, yeah. Let's just, let's just give it up to Google. Um AM radio uses a lower frequency with wavelengths about 200 meters compared to FM radio that has a wavelength of three meters. So it's it's a lower frequency. The longer wavelengths of the AM radio allow it to travel around larger objects and even allow it to be bounced off a layer of the atmosphere at night, allowing the signals to be heard over a very large area. One time I was driving through the desert why don't Nevada. they do a- FM like that? I wonder why they do. Because FM is a different <laughs> wavelength. It's three meters. But why versus... would they do that, I wonder? Why wouldn't you just have them no, all? No, I think it's a, a natural property of it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but then why we're... are all the good stations on FM? Well, that's debatable. You know, sometimes you're driving and you I don't think it's very debatable that, at all. That uh, Talk Talk Radio? Or The Preacher Man. You know, sometimes I'll listen to The Preacher Man when I'm what? out in the... Yeah. Have you lost your gourd? Well, it's interesting to hear other people's perspectives. Okay. And, but one time, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, one time I was driving through the Nevada desert late at night when I think there's not as much interference in the atmosphere. Well, it's like flat and there's nothing. In yeah, there's not the as much going on, right? And, you know. People aren't producing as much pollution mm-hmm. in the radio waves, maybe, or I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever 
happens, or maybe it's <laughs> like ben. solar. It could be solar uh, interference. Anyways, but we picked up a station that seemed like it was from Canada, and you know you're you're pretty far In away. Nevada? Wow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. AM can travel. I just don't know how far. Okay, so we're going to go back to his thing because maybe this will be, it'll be an answer. It says, thus, Sean was right that AM radio can be heard for a longer distance than FM. Oh. You'd said that, I remember. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that at all. If it's worth noting, oh, it is worth noting that AM radio is similar to amateur radio frequencies. Although amateur radio operators use frequencies that can transmit via the atmosphere better during the day. Interesting. Bottom line, AM radio can transmit further and with simpler radios and is more wavelength efficient, but loses much signal quality. So that's why you need that's like a, why, an FM super tower pumping out 100,000 kilowatts. But of that's why you have it for music. It's rock better. and roll every hour. You want better quality. Right. Stronger. Mm-hmm. FM can transmit better quality mm. and is a much shorter distance. Most modern radio stations opt for FM radio because the quality is so much better. Thank you guys for all that you do, though listening to or through listening to this podcast, I came to realize the great things that you do for the well-being of all. I'm currently working my way through traumatized, and by reading it, I'm better able to understand those in my life that have been traumatized. Oh, that's wonderful, Ben. I'm so glad. You both are doing great things for the world. Wow. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. That's so nice. I'm glad that the uh, book has been helpful. It's wonderful to people use it for that reason, too, not just if they themselves have struggled, but- To better comprehend what yeah, trauma what, is. what other people have been through. Hmm. Okay. When I was younger in high school, I had uh, been really interested in this. There was a film that came out with Christian Slater called mm-hmm. Pump Up the Volume. Pump Up the Volume. Did you ever see that film? No. Where his alter ego was Happy Harry Hardon. Oh, yes, I do remember. And, yeah. and that's when I learned Christian Slater like, had beat his wife, so I stopped watching his films. Do you remember that? Oh, he was yeah, arrested that, for domestic violence. Yeah, that came much later in his I was career. Like, but um, I think it's because of the timing of my when I found out. And yeah, yeah. It was like... But in this, he's an amateur mm-hmm. radio host, right? And mm-hmm. and he's he's broadcasting. A he's he's a, re- a rebel DJ, you know, and, and he's doing it without a license. Ooh. And so then they triangulate his position and he's got to be on the run from the cops, which is- That's but, so silly, but kind no, of No, but that's how it used to be. Yeah. And now you think about we can broadcast oh, freely. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. You can do it from your phone. You can broadcast, you can make a podcast or yeah, So whatnot. easily. It's so cool. We're in, we're in this golden era of being able to self But when I was younger- it was not allowed. You couldn't get on those band waves. That's you know? so funny. Yeah. So yeah, I feel fortunate that we live in a time where we can just throw out our, our crummy opinions. or Right. And just know. put it out into the world. It's, yeah. Okay. So Jules has sent us, I think it's a speak pipe. It says, uh, okay. So hello, Jules. It says, hi, Sean and Katie. Can you guess what these Northern Spike, S-P-E-Y-K, Speck? Yes. Spake? Phrases mean, check the speak pipe to hear them as a clue. Okay. And the answers follow on. No cheating. Okay. Where's the speak pipe? Do you have it? I have it. Okay, cool. But I feel like we should, okay, I guess I'll listen to the speak pipe so that we can get a clue because I have no clue about anything. All right. Hey, Sean and Katie, it's Jules from the north in the UK. This is my normal speaking voice, but now you're going to hear some typical northern ways of speaking and see if you can guess what what these mean. Willie Eckerslack. Willie Eckerslack? Where's the market at? I don't know if we should just keep listening because I'm afraid she's going to tell me the answer. Well, let's just guess. Okay, I'll go back. I'm going to scroll back a little bit. In her speech. Let's guess after she says it, and then we'll go to the notes afterwards that'll have the clarification probably. 
I think that's how she set this okay. one up. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Jules. Here we go. One more time. Willie Eck is like, pulling out on about going out because it's cold. We have to go for a buzz. What? Oh. That happened so fast. Yeah, the first one is something, <laughs> but the second okay. one is going, we're not going out because it's yeah, cool. Yeah, Willie Eckers lack, and it looks like Willie Eckers like. So we're not going out because it's too cold? Willie Eckers like? What are you up to? What are you up to? Well, we're not going out because it's cold. And this one's like, oh, that's the one she read different. She read again, parenthesis going out because it's cold. What? What, Jules? Paren, Paranatonifer gone. When arts, it's cold. <laughs> the native tongue just rolls off you. <laughs> and then we have fur guffer buzz. Oh, of course. Ah, we're fair, Clement. Ah, my elbow too. And avada butta I am going to the hospital to get my knees fixed. <laughs> okay, back to the back to the speak pipe. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to scroll forward a little bit because I know that we're into it a little. Okay. Oh, I don't know if I can. So we're just going to okay. We're just going to let this roll through now. Here we go. Jules from the north in the UK. This is my normal speaking voice, but now you're going to hear some typical northern ways of speaking and see what? if you can guess what the what these mean. Okay. Willie Eck is like, we're not on about going out because it's cold. Not going out because it's we cold. We have to go for a buzz. Our yeah. for Clement. I've had a butty for my tea. I have something for my tea. On? Okay, number one, he will not. Number two, put a hat on if you're going out because it's cold. Uh, Number three, we must go now. Our buzz is due. Number four, I was rather hungry. Number five, I have had a sandwich for my tea. Although in the north, there are debates about what we put between a piece of bread. Sandwich, butty, bum cake, baguette. What do you you call yours? And they're the same amount of debates in your town. And a bonus one is about as useful as a chocolate fire guard. Hope you enjoyed those ones. Bye for now, and keep going, guys. I mean, first I'm of all, so discouraged. <laughs> first of all, it's great to finally hear her voice because I've been talking to Jules for a long time. And second of all, I'd be lost. It's like smushing the letters. It's like uh, it's like slang terms where you say things really quickly, right? Because put a put a hat on if you're going to go out. It's cold. It's kind of like put enough for the good. It's like almost like that. Like I think per nifgon when your art it's because it's cold. <laughs> Sounds just like jewels. But you know you squish it together. <laughs> yeah. Willie But there's like, also words in there that are not in they're not uh currently used in the English language. <laughs> they could be maybe they could be Celtic or And this one's funny. It's like what are you gonna have between the are you want the butter? Body, body. Butter. So you can see avada like are you gonna have a butter? For a mid today, I don't know what that. <laughs> Jules, it's um, wonderful to hear this. If we I end up being in northern it. UK, we're going to need you to assist us. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, thank you. <laughs> yes, and then about as useful as a chocolate something something. She said was an extra one. Right. Is maybe it's like I don't know. I'm lost. I had a really hard time. Yeah, absolutely. That's the beauty of language. You know, other yeah. people can understand you, but I wouldn't be able to. That yeah. that I would be lost within five minutes. So I wonder if it's just certain things and then, you know, 90% is is English that is consumable by or able to be consumed by others or understood. Sorry, not consumed. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> are, 
Do they speak like Jules? Obviously, mm-hmm. we we heard her speaking English. Yeah, and I could speak. I understood everything. Right, just but not then those does phrases. she pepper, you know, about ten percent of her conversation oh. with common parlance that is regional? Um, and then mm-hmm. what is that region? When we were in Scotland, what we heard was uh, Celtic no, from Gaelic. the North Coast. Gaelic. Yeah, Gaelic. I'm sorry. I was like, Celtic's not right. Gaelic from Sarah's grandpa. And yeah, I was but, like, but even the lady who ran the Heather House. You know, remember she was like, Doc. And I was like, what? She's like, oh, it's gloomy out. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, the accents. Accents can be tricky and sort of phrasing. Different words. Yeah, different words than we use. Yeah. I'll never so, get over the fact that they had rhubarb yogurt, which we have it now here too, but every morning I'd be like, huh, rhubarb yeah. yogurt. How do you say rhubarb yogurt where you live? You I know, know. I'm curious. Yogurt? And if you have there's uh, like the sunta and Well, anywhere in the world, I'm talking to the audience. Mm. And if you have if you want to play this game. Oh. And send in you. Yeah, saying speak pipes of funny, of things that you know we have said differently than you would say them. There's like easy things like mobile versus cell phone. Mm. At least the girls one. That's 101. But even like pants, men's pants in the UK or in London, the girls I used to nanny would say that's like underwear. It's trousers. Right. But I feel like Jules just threw us off in the deep end and we went level, like university level <laughs> dialect there. I mean, yeah. It's pretty impressive stuff. It is pretty impressive. But yeah, you you need some. Assist. I wonder how many people would understand that if you just said that and you took a poll. Is it everyone in the north of the UK would be able to understand that, or just someone in a small smaller region? You know, but she acts like it's her region, like her area. Yeah. But I don't know how large that is. Do the but Welsh funny, understand it? Funny story. I was I had the Patreon live stream today. This extra one. Yeah. And Lynn from Norway. Remember, she sent us some Kit yeah. Kats, but they're like Norwegian Kit Kats. And she was like, "That is not what we call them." And I was like, "What do you call them?" And they call them, I think it was like quick lunch. And I was like, damn straight. I like the way the Norwegians think. Chocolate. All you need is a little chocolate and wafer. But it doesn't look just like a Kit Kat. It is a Kit Kat, except more chocolate, mm-hmm. less wafer. That's the recipe. It's just better. They have better chocolate than us. That's all I really will say about we it. We don't have tr- uh, Kit Kat here, do we? Yeah. Give me a break. Break me a feast. <laughs> don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> Fancy feast. It's the cat food. You're right. You're right. There's Kit Kat here. You forget all the. Stuff that you have in Canada and we have here, you get them all smitchy-matchy. Right. A quick funny email from Josh. Hi, Josh. Okay, hi, How do you do? It is entitled Colagard. Oh. And he said, hi, Katie and Sean. Just as you were talking about Colagard, I was driving past the Exact Sciences headquarters. No. The company that makes Colagard. We are in the matrix for sure. I know exactly where Sean's poop is going to. <laughs> and it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was already there. I love it, Josh. That's so funny. Isn't it funny how things that you're like... You're, he's like listening to it. There's bullshit on the radio. There's shit over there. And that's a shit company that they collect the shit. Yeah, the shit process. So funny. I'm everywhere, man. That would have made me <laughs> giggle too. You'd be like, it's on its way to here. <laughs> too funny. Okay. Do we have time for one more letter? How are we doing on yeah, time? Yeah, we have time. Okay. Last one though. Last one is from Lauren. I've been talking to her for a long time as well. So it's good to see her little face because I get to know their little avatars. Oh, I'm yes. like, hi, Lauren. Okay. This is in t- uh, subject line reads, name, origin, story, and board game addictions. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Hi, Katie and Sean. It's Lauren from Australia. I haven't written in for a long time. Back when we were trying to convince you to move to Australia or other places. I'm still playing catch up on a lot of the older podcasts, so sorry for taking discussions back a few months. No good. need to about. I think that's kind of the fun of it. It's a running conversation. Yeah, we can get some old bike stories, apartment stories, like all sorts of stuff. We built a good base. We have. 
Firstly, these podcasts honestly make my day whenever I listen to them and have made long drives and walks that much more enjoyable. Yay! Love all the banter between you two, as well as hearing from all the staff writers and OTDM community. I know, isn't it fun? The stories are so much fun. I wanted to share my name origin story because I've always found it quite hilarious. I'm going to say her name is from Australia. That's how, that's the origin. (laughs) No. My mom had a horrible pregnancy and birth, resulting in a cesarean where mom was completely knocked out. After I was born and my dad was holding me, the nurses gave him the birth certificate form to fill and asked him to fill it out. They had decided on my middle name already, that story soon, but hadn't completely decided on the first name yet. Being my parents' first child, he didn't know that you have to give a name straight away. So dad, feeling sorry for mom, went with the name that he, that she had wanted most, Lauren. I know it was named after, a, I, yeah, I know I was named after a famous Lauren, but I can never remember which one. Lauren Bacall? Lauren Bacall, maybe. Mm-hmm. My middle name, on the other hand, was Lauren very- Lauren from the Hills? Is that a- <laughs> I think I, your fans I, are either a fan, your parents are fans of classic cinema or perhaps um, reality trashy television. American reality you never know. Shows. I think Lauren might be a little older than that. I don't oh, know. I don't know. When did that come out? I was in college. The nineties. So. No. No. Two thousands. Okay. Oh yeah. Anyway. Sorry. So, Lauren Bacall, maybe my middle name. On the other hand, was very planned out. My mom had a friend whose daughter she absolutely adored. The daughter's name was Sunshine. And though my mom loved her, she couldn't bring herself to give me that as my middle name. However, when Sunshine was a teenager, and I think starting high school, she decided to try and change her name and got everyone, teachers included, to call her Ashley. This suited mom a lot better and is how I got my full name, Lauren Ashley. That's cute. That's a nice name. Yeah. Good story. My brother had a friend, and I think I might have said this and not, I mean, it's his privacy. Who cares? Whatever. His name is Chawney Moonbeam. That's his first and middle name. And his parents were hippies from the 60s, clearly. Pacific Northwest, <laughs> for sure. You get a certain, oh, there's a character, I don't. I think it's on that 70s show. It's one of, it's not the main dad, but it's the other dad. Anyway, I think it's that movie. And if I can figure out who the character is, I'll send you an image so you can show it here. But Chani's dad had like long black, like kind of wavy hair that was kind of also gray. And he would braid it. Into a long ponytail, and they always had these like rainbow swirl tie dye t shirts. That's like they, cool. They fit like the the characterization of hardcore hippies. I dig it. And the mom was no different. She had really long hair too. But um, Chani was always so nice. He's a was a good friend of my brother's for a long time. Yeah. I think they still keep in touch. Moonbeam, huh? Moonbeam. Frank Zappa named his kids uh, some some good ones. There's Moon Unit and Dweezil. Dweezil. Yeah. That's too close to Weasel. The Weasel? The Wheeze? Polly Shore? Yeah, the Wheeze. Mm. I don't know. Okay. But that's, luckily Lauren has a beautiful name and isn't Lauren Sunshine. Right. Not that that wouldn't be That'd be cool too. But that could be super cool. And it's a fun story. When you're a kid, stuff like that's hard. But when you get older, you're like, that's an interesting story. I bet you that kid's parents are always like, you are my sunshine. You're like, "Uh uh-huh. I've heard it before, mom. That's like when I hear the Katie, beautiful Katie. I'm like, that's enough. Okay. One other thing in relation to board games, I love them to the point where mom and I both joked that one of our love languages is board games. Ooh, there's a sixth love language. You heard it here first, board games. The umami. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I'm a good mix of both my parents' personalities when it comes to games. Dad was extremely competitive and hates losing and makes that known. I can be that way sometimes. 
He hasn't played Monopoly since he was eight because he lost a game. Wow. Stubborn, I know. That is as hardcore. Hardcore. Probably However, flip the table. I will never play this game with you again. And he's never forgotten from eight years old. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. However, mom just loves games and isn't competitive at all. And I'm somewhere in the middle. During the game, I'm 100% in and super competitive, doing whatever it takes to win. However, at the end of the game, it doesn't really matter what the outcome was, and I can win or lose just fine. Katie, I know it's not one of your favorite games. However, Catan has become a family favorite. Mom and I see our family friends probably fortnightly for games, day or night, and for... um, And for the last almost two years, we have consistently played various expansions of Catan. My brother is the same. We heard a funny Catan story Mm -hmm. this week, actually, didn't we? I don't think so. We did. Well, where did we hear such a funny story? They were talking about board games. I don't. I don't remember. You'll help. You'll. You'll help me remember. Okay. Keep continue talking. I'll come. They. They were like, "No, we're into Catan as well." But I went to someone else's house to play it, and they apparently didn't know that you could trade wheat. Does that sound familiar? I know Adam and Lauren play it. Did you hear it from them? Maybe. Or was it with your dudes next door where you brew the beer? That's Because where I was, it was not privy to this conversation. Oh, thank you. Good memory. I'm like, probably because we had some beers, I forgot uh, who said it. But <laughs> the guy was like, oh, me and my wife are really into Settlers mm-hmm. of Catan. But I didn't we know you a, could trade wheat. Yeah, or I don't know. I, I've only played it once um, or twice. Yeah, we played it a couple times, yeah. But apparently one of the resources, mm-hmm. they didn't realize that you could trade it. Yeah, or you could. I thought you either had to have it or you couldn't have it. I thought you either had it or you didn't. No tradesies. I don't know the rules, no but basically, the, the the principle of what I'm saying is that, mm-hmm. or the the the, the heart of that, yeah, the huh? premise is that they went to someone else's house and they didn't know the they hadn't read the rule book properly, oh, and so they, they were operating and, and yeah, and they were very frustrated with how long <laughs> the game would take because there was a. A fundamental piece missing. Yeah, the fact that you could trade or, or something. But, what, yeah, whatever it that rule the whole. was, it screwed everything up. It's <laughs> like that's like uh, as if you you play Monopoly and get stuck in jail forever, you know? Or oh, it's a life sentence, you know? And you're like, what? It can't be. It's only <laughs> Until one. Until you turn. pull the community chest to get yeah, out of jail. Really, skip one turn. Yeah. Damn, that's funny. But she she loves Catan, and um. Okay, we hold should on. play it again. We should give it another. So chance. they played various expansions of Catan. Still looking to buy more. If this didn't convince you enough that we love it, our games, our game days together can last up to 12 hours. Wow. Sometimes getting there at 10 a.m. and leaving around 10 p.m. All the while playing round after round of Catan while drinking coffee and cocktails, not even stopping for meals as we eat things that we can have at the same time as playing. Wow. I've, I've known that uh, behavior a couple of times. One, when I was a kid, I remember, I remember my grandparents having relatives come into town. Play cards. Cribbage specifically, mm. they were they would play a lot of that and rummy, mm. but also when I was younger, I played Napoleonics, which is where you paint little figurines. Oh yeah, you're like forty year old virgin, but you were like a kid, like a, a regular. Normal totally, it was awesome, and I, I I painted a huge British army, and then I there was other kids in school. What that happened had, to those things? I lost them. <laughs> yeah, all your hours of little. Yep. Maybe that's why you need glasses. That's why my hands shake. Lead poisoning. I'm sure of it. They're lead figurines. <laughs> No kidding. They they always said to, you know, Wear gloves you shouldn't touch lead, like raw mm-hmm. lead. And figurine painting, a lot of guys did it. I'm just joking. My hands don't shake that much, but they're pretty good. They don't shake at all. Steady. Heart rate jacked. Hands steady. Mm-hmm. What movie is that from? I have no idea. Okay. Well, we'll just move on. It's now. from Friends. No. It is. I can show you the episode. Really? Monica and Rachel 
uh, stand off against the boys, so Chandler, Joey, and um, Ross. Okay. And it's like Battle of the Sexes. Who knows? It's for the apartment. And Monica is like, look how steady my hands are. And I think, oh, I think I don't know. It's Rachel or Monica. I forget which one. But the other one's like, me too. And their hand's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I might be all jam, but look at how calm I am. <laughs> anyway. Mine was from The Departed, but same, same principle. It's the same idea. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, back to uh, Lauren's letter. Did you have more to say? Sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm just prattling on. Prattle-addle. Prattle-addle. So anyway, so they don't stop playing. They just eat what they can while they're playing. I would love to know, has anyone else become extremely addicted to a game? And if so, which one? Or is there something else that you're addicted to that can't you can't get enough of? Oops, that was longer than I had anticipated. My bad. Hope you all had, uh, hope you and all the listeners are having an amazing week. Love to you all, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, thank you. That was, um, and it wasn't too long at all, not even a little bit. But I don't think I've ever, oh, I have been addicted to a, uh, I don't play video games because I think that I would not get out. But back in the day. Get trapped in the metaverse. Yeah, not be able to pull out. Pull out. Just one more round of Call of Duty. One more round. But I used to play this game. It's a horrible game, but it's a great game if they just changed a couple of things about it. So it's called Plock, P-L-O-K. And it's, Taking it back old school. Mm-hmm. And it's only on regular Nintendo, like like old school, like black and gray. Like if you weren't no, born. They didn't have Nintendo that was black and white. No, black and gray. The, no. the, the thing itself, yeah. Oh, the 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 console. Yeah, I'm sorry. what were you thinking? Or the, the picture. I was oh, like, no, no. Maybe Pong was in black and white. I know, but, Maybe. But Plock. So Plock. Okay. In that old system, the square box little yes. thing. Anyway, I loved Plock and I would play it over and over and over and over and over. But here's the kicker is if you lost your lives, if you died, so you get like three lives, let's say, then you have to start all the way over in the game. So to like win it was like a feat, like a fucking crazy feat. <laughs> and Nick and I had tried, I don't think we ever won. We got so close and then you'd lose. And you'd be like, what a terrible, what a terrible design. But the, it That's was why just, there was no plock too, by the way. It, it was a cool idea because you were a little guy who had, you're like a little character or creature and you throw your arms and legs. Those were your weapons. But if you get hurt, you lose a, a, a arm. limb. Yeah, you lose a limb. And then before you know it, you're just like a little, like a little body hopping around. You have to like get back your limbs huh. um, as you like win points and other things. Wild. Pluck. So I was addicted to pluck. Never played that one. It seems like one of those off titles that not everyone played. I think I just happened to rent it once because I rented it from Blockbuster because, yes, I'm that old. And I just, it was, because you had to start over, it was like, no, it was so frustrating and, and also addicting because it was a really fun game. I would be very curious about, so we're we're all of different ages in the audience mm-hmm. and um, I'm probably, you know, on the older part of the I don't uh, think scale. So. Maybe not, I don't know. We have a lot of people of different er- ages listening yeah. and watching. Yeah, so if you did, if you were, how do I put this? If you played video games mm-hmm. or games at any point on a computer, mm. what oh, you know what? Any like games Leisure whatsoever. Larry, what were the first Mist? games you played as a kid? Were they video games? Were they board games? I want to hear about both. You know, the, it could be time. in the 70s, but let's say it's in the 80s. Balloon Fight. Right. What are the early titles you played? Or were they word-based games like Zork? Or, uh, oh, no, never. King's Quest was a picture. Zork 1 through 5, I think, were, were text-based. Mm. But the first one that I played... Yeah. There were two games on a okay. personal computer. What were they? The first one was called Chaser. And Chaser was on CPM, which is an operating system on IBM's. Okay. Before 
there was even DOS. So wow. there was CPM. And they had a game called Chaser. And it was basically a knockoff of Pac-Man with like oh, you just eat keyboard the, symbols, yeah. you know, like asterisks. But I was pretty impressed that you could play this game on the computer. And so that was the visual game. Mm-hmm. Then there was a text-based game called Adventure, the Colossal Cave. Mm. I still am mesmerized by this to this day. And every once in a while, I'll jump online because you can play it. You can oh, just go to the fun. website. Someone's loaded it up. Isn't that cool that people have loaded those things on? It is because the cave still exists. And this is, I remember my dad and his buddy Randy. They. Randy Bobandy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Randall. But uh, so they they had written on uh, computer paper. Mm-hmm. At the time, it's dot matrix, so it has the holes on the yeah. side. You know, you, yeah. sometimes I'd get really fancy and make a calendar, you know, and they're like, who's using all the ink? <laughs> the loudest printer of right. all or time. Or like, that Merry they, Christmas, you'd print out a that banner. That they still use in airports for some ungodly reason. Why hasn't that been updated? I don't know. Who's using time, a dot matrix? Every time I'm in the airport and I hear it, I'm like. It's probably cost effective. Or maybe like hackers, like it's such an old system. Right. I mean, who cares? I bet anyway. you the, the Pentagon still uses the dot matrix. Right? Yeah. So so anyways, uh, Colossal Cave, I remember them mapping it out and trying to piece all the, you know, by hand because it's a text-based game, but they needed a visual representation, which I think was half the magic here because they they had to envision what they were seeing in verbiage. Like, oh, okay, if we turn right, it opens up into this tunnel. So then you'd write it on the page, like you'd draw. Yeah, so you then, could keep up with what where you're at you, and what's happening. Yeah, and like putting it opens together to a this. giant cavern. You're like, okay, so you draw a giant cavern oh, on the paper. Oh, funny. And I remember them making the map, but because you're, you, you could make mistakes mm-hmm. in your cartography, you know, they'd, they'd cross things out and they'd scrap a piece of paper because they'd learn more. Yeah. This is the exact same thing that I'm sure happened for early people who were oh yeah exploring exploring like, like, oh that didn't work that's like a cliff and yeah, we like can't go there a caveman saying mm-hmm. oh, don't go past the rock there's a tree and then the <laughs> that's cliff where you the, know that's where the bears live we yeah stay exactly away from there. here there be dragons right which you would see on old maps from like the 1600s or whatever in, in the ocean mm-hmm. but to be a map maker you know as a ship is exploring the world I'm fascinated now we have maps that are fairly complete. Yeah, like we, we know have, every nook and cranny of the shoreline unless it changes by the Yeah, it's the more erosion. like under the ocean they don't know. We know nothing about under the ocean. We only know, oh, don't they space. say they know like 30% or something? I mean, I think they have a general understanding of the... It's the deep ocean parts they don't get, they right. like can't. I, it, I mean, it's it's huge, the amount of water and, mm-hmm. and, and, pretty, and territory. Pretty wild. But to see uh, a map being made of an unknown realm, and I think... What's happening right now with the metaverse mm-hmm. and what Facebook? Every, by the way, I'm very confused by this whole thing. But I don't even know what it means. But it just sure. means the the world that we're going to spend even more time in. Roxy's becoming impatient, You're and it will have like uh, new tools for us to to peek into it, to experience it. So VR headsets will definitely be mm-hmm. one of them, and everyone's going to have their own version of these uh, immersive environments. In fact, some of them already exist, like Mine, Minecraft or Roblox. That's mm-hmm. a kind of an yeah. example of these worlds where people are second life, where Jim Halpert has a little Jimmy Halpert has a guitar <laughs> on his back. Um, yeah, what's the one that Shane and Ryland play where they have like their own Animal universe? Crossing? Animal Crossing. And yeah, where you create your own world. And now Facebook, like you can hang out with Zuck, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I don't know why I would in want the boardroom. To, but, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's on his guy. You go virtual uh, uh, wakeboarding with him, you know. You've seen that footage? No, but it sounds so dorky. Yeah, the 4th of July had all the sunscreen on and he was behind a boat 
uh, with the American flag. I think he was water skiing, not wakeboarding. Oh, funny. It's kind of kind of dorky. It, it kind of is, but you know who am I to judge? Like, yeah, he's, my first he's games. Got the yachts and the, so we had the basic Nintendo, and that was probably the first time I ever got into video games, and that was like Balloon Fight. Uh, Wait, let me just wrap it real quick. Mm-hmm. So what I think is happening though is that early. Those early days, I think that's like 1981 when they were playing that game, mm-hmm. Colossal Cave, mm-hmm. and they were drawing out, mapping out this this digital world yeah. and trying to bring it, into, make sense of it in the real world. I think we're going through that right now with the unknown of what the metaverse is, this immersive environment, and we're trying to make sense of it in real time, like in, in the real world. Okay. But we don't really know what we don't know. So we have to make this map of what the space could be. Um, and I just, I think that, it's interesting. Here we are, yeah. You know, forty years later, and it we have a new version of this. You know, there's uncharted territory that we have to map out. I find uh, that fascinating. Uh, totally. It's just I, I don't really necessarily see that connection because the metaverse is like it's AI or not AI. It's VR. Yeah. So it's like what virtual reality is like endless. Whereas that was like a game where you're like figuring out where to go and what what map you need yeah. to get where you got to get. Where VR is like you create a whole other universe. Well, that's that's it, and so I'm. We're kinda, not really mapping it out, is what I'm saying. I am curious to see what's on the other side, like what people are doing with it. I think it's a terrible idea, and we shouldn't be doing it. Shut it down. <laughs> but Shut I'm going to go look. You mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm very curious what's in this other realm because what maybe killed the cat, uh, the car. Curiosity. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> if we were all able to hang out in a room and play Settlers of Catan or whatever your early games that you played. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Settlers of Catan was not an early game. No, <laughs> but I played Balloon Fight. I played Burger Time. I played Mario. Did you ever play Joust? The one where you mm-hmm. you're on the back Zelda. of Zelda. Zelda was one of the early ones too. <gasps> Duck Hunt. Oh yeah, I loved Duck Hunt. But then I would blame the gun. I'd be like, it didn't get. I pointed it and it didn't get him. You know, ordinarily I would say that the kid is full of shit, but back because in the day, you're a hunter sh- in real life, you're <laughs> yeah. probably like, this gun isn't calibrated worth. You know, well, I was like, I hit to the corner, and he's in the corner, and he somehow flew all the way off. There was always the kid who cheated and was also assigned they're a psycho, is they'd walk right up to the TV screen with the gun, and they'd be like, bang, 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 bang. Oh, like right on the screen? Yeah, you're like, uh, you seem a little, you know, you're supposed to be back hiding behind the couches if you're really hunting. Yeah, you're like, you know? pew, pew, Did you used to do pew. that? Like you were hiding in the We the never blinds. hid, but you just sit back where you'd normally sit. I'd put a ghillie suit on. I'd tell Ooh, you what. monster. I'd, I'd get up real early. I'd t- put the game on. I'd have a... A little uh, As if you had hot a cocoa, suit. you know, in the ghillie suit. And I'd, well, it wasn't a ghillie suit. It was like a blanket, an Afghan blanket that was knit. Oh, my God. We had but an I, Afghan blanket, too. It's like brown would, and orange and yellow. I the hole, like, really big for the eyes. The 70s and are I'd alive. poke the gun through. And then we'll wait for the duck. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. You know? <laughs> Get that duck. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Be very, very quiet. Oh, it's that, rabbit season. That'd be canceled immediately these days. <laughs> but Duck Hunt was a, it was an all-time fave of mine. I right. like Duck Hunt. But my... Other than plot. capture and release. That's the new version. I know, right? It'd be like so PC. It makes you want to gag. I really liked Burger Time and being chased by the, was it the pickles or the salt oh, yeah, and pepper? Oh, yeah, the pickles, yeah, the buns. Yeah, you could just salt and pepper them. No, no, not the buns. You had to flatten the buns. You got the, the buns. buns. You wanted to drop it all down. But if the pickles the got pickles. too close, you throw some pepper yep. at them and salt. it froze them. Salt. Oh. I was really good at Burger Time. Mm-hmm. I love Burger Time. Yeah. Anyway, so in Balloon Fight. Just like Neo in The Matrix, he saw patterns in Burger Time. I did see patterns, and I got very, very far. My score was very good. I don't even remember the stuff like that, but I know that Nick liked games where you, like he liked Zelda and like 
where you build on challenges and stuff. And, and Zelda was another example of the map being slowly mm-hmm. exposed as you explore and the, it. The light would come on and you'd get to see more. Yeah. So Nick see liked more butts. See more butts. Um, is Seymour there? Seymour Butts? Nick liked Zelda. And then Mist was one of the first computer games he got, as well as we got Leisure Suit Larry, which was hilarious. Leisure Suit Larry came out way before that. So that's in the King's Quest era, which is oh. like, let's say like 1986, 85, 86. I don't think we had Leisure Suit Larry until I was like 12 or 13. Right. And Nick would have been like 16, 17. You probably got an updated version. Yeah. The early version was really lame, but because it was... Uh, more adult subject matter because you're basically trying to get Spanish fly to get the lady. You're trying to get, you're just trying to get a lady. You are leisure suit Larry and you are in said leisure suit, which, which if you don't know what that hilarious. is because you're too young, it's like a 70s suit and it's hilarious and they're called leisure suits. Anyway, it's, he was always trying to hit on chicks and get them to like him and you had to try to woo them and you had to like collect extra things to woo. Yes. It's from my recollection. And he could always unzip his pants. That was one thing you could always have him do. So sometimes <laughs> when, when I was like already losing, I'd be like, unzip your pants. And then they'd be like, they like knock you out. And you're like, and I'm done. <laughs> what a game. What a uh, game. That, oh, oh man. We should get Leisure, leisure Suit Larry t-shirts. Oh, I wonder if they sell those. But anyways, Just if you one. have any video games that you played as a kid, even if you're not that old of a kid, yeah, uh, tell us what they are and why you love them. And yeah, what your favorite memories are. Maybe what games, games you're currently playing. Yeah, let us know. We are not in the know. No. <laughs> That's that, We're going to shut this podcast down, by the way. Um, I just wanted to announce that this week. We're going to rebrand as we are not in the know. <laughs> so it's opinions that <laughs> don't matter. Now it's not we've come in to, the know. N-O-I-H. Okay. Yeah. H, why am I saying H? I think it means I <laughs> shut, shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> not that good at the spelling. <laughs> oh my God. Caleb, my friend Caleb, who has the channel The Fitness Marshal. Yeah, he's very funny. He's so his his sense of humor as a friend, he's so funny. Yeah. But it comes out in his live streams and they share some clips sometimes. And this one killed me because he entitled it or titled it, not entitled. He titled it when you realize your public school education is letting you down. And he's like, because he always says when they're doing certain movies, like, imagine that you're dancing and blah, blah, blah. And he says, Imagine you're at tequila night at the club with your girlfriends and the, you got the babysitter at home and you haven't been out of your house in two years. This is your one chance, Stacy. Dance it out. And he's like, Susan, you're not leaving. And so they have like motions like, Susan, don't go home. Okay, I have, cho- So it's all choreographed. And but he's, he's telling a story and he's very funny with he's it. He's super funny. But then he says, um, imagine like, you know, you're at the beach in Florida and you're going to jump into the and he doesn't know which ocean it is. And it, I'm watching this thing and I'm like, the Atlantic, Atlantic Ocean. If you're on that side, it's the Atlantic Ocean. Well, because you could be Or the, the Gulf. Gulf of Mexico. But that's not what he's, that's he goes, is it the Pacific Ocean? Oh. He's confused. And then then they giggle and like, I don't know if it's Haley or I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Allison or who it was. Somebody like helped him or whatever. But it's this moment where he's like, where you're like, Fuck. Well, he's writing those scripts, I think, on the fly. I oh, think his mind is, is he's just that. going he's, with he goes it. fantasy land and while he's, he's so exercising. Funny. But he's like, when you realize your public school education let you down, he's like, what ocean is it? <laughs> and it's just so funny because it's an honest moment of him just like where you're working out and you're trying to do your fitness thing. And then yeah. you're like, fuck. And we've all had those moments. I have moments like that where your brain's like, boo. And that just made me think of it when I said the, um, I forget what you were going to call it, but I said, H instead of K almost. And I was like, why did I almost say H? It doesn't even make any sense. He's like, why did I say Pacific Ocean? It doesn't even make any sense. 
I love Caleb. Yeah. If you are looking to get your body moving and you're sitting still and you feel like you're sitting still and you want a little motivation. Uh, to shake it off and dance all, it out. Uh, abilities, yeah. body types. Um, it's it's really quite I even uh, did a enduring. video with him back in the day. Yeah, you and were I, a backup I, booty dancer. I was a backup booty. You're like the fly girls on and uh, I don't even Color. I don't even dance. Yeah. But, you know, check it out because it's on YouTube. It's uh, pretty, he, he, he's entertaining. Yeah. And if you're looking for it on Instagram, that's where I think the goofs are. I, that's where he, his he clips closes. are, yeah. yeah. The fitness marshal. Caleb is his name and his uh, fiance, Cameron. Yeah. They're, they're so nice. Anyway. And bingo is their dog. No, kettle and juice. Oh. Come on now. <laughs> Oops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Were you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. We've been over their house how many times? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sean. Can't take Bingo. him anywhere. Bingo. And, but, and the, Bingo was not his name <laughs> It was Juice. Juice is the first one, the blonde one, and Kettle's the black one. Right. Now you know. Now you remember. It's <sighs> all coming back to me now. All right. Well, that's another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. If you enjoyed it. Share it. Tell a friend. Leave us a good review. Yeah. Have a wonderful weekend. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is. Uh, this week is Christmas for us. Yes. Merry Christmas. Maybe Merry Christmas to you. If, if Sean had his way, we probably would have ordered Santa hats. He loves a Santa hat. I do. I just, but uh, uh, Michael's uh, Scott Santa hat. Like oh, a, a Kangle? A Kangle. Kangle Santa. Dapper Santa. <laughs> I bet you could buy that suit on like Amazon for like a Halloween costume. Oh, guaranteed. Be classy Christmas. Classy That's what it's Christmas. called. Jan, is it because Jan is coming? No, no. it's because Holly, Holly is, is coming. coming back. Right, he wouldn't do and that he's for like, Jan. He's like, ditch this party. They've already like planned a party. He's he like, takes this stuff is all and garbage. Throws the- throws it. They're like, the cookies are still good. Kevin's like, no. <sighs> oh my God. All right, we're going to have to watch some Office now. It's so good. Okay, love okay. you guys. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you next time. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Bye. Bye.